This is Underground Opera. Fiends, friends, and I mean friends of Underground Opolis. It's a man, it was a nice little break, but I'm ready. I missed it. I'm ready to get back to work. I know I said a few weeks ago, I said I'm going to take a little break, and I felt very counterproductive the whole time. <laughs> I was like, so I'm, I'm, I'm back. I've got some incredible specials, very incredible guests coming up. I'm just going to make a little local announcement. June. 
gosh, 15th? I, I really should write this stuff down. June 15th, I believe it is. An evening with pros at 21st and Jordan Town. Brought to you by Undergroundopolis. In case you didn't know, we are putting on shows. We've been doing it for a few months now. The third Thursday of every month, Underground Opus gets 21st in Germantown to, pre to present the ruckus. It was called the local ruckus, but uh, out-of-town bands are starting to ask, hey, can we get in on this? I like it. Okay, now it's going to be just the ruckus. I'm glad I didn't make the, the vinyl banner yet because I was going to, and it was going to say the local ruckus, but I think it's just going to be called the ruckus. And that is two weeks. Let's see. Today's the first. The 15th, June 15th. So it'll be about a week after you hear, see this show. And it, 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 the pros have the whole evening. If you don't know who pros are, you may have seen them opening for Dan Baird of the Georgia Satellites. If you, if you saw his last tour, you may have saw him. And I'm really glad to have them back. They put on a, they're a very, very tight, good band. And they asked for the whole evening and I gave it to them because they're that good. <laughs> they are that good. And, the following Sunday at 21st in Germantown. You think that's my second home? My buddy, local comedian, Uncool Randy, has needed a night off. And I, he asked somebody to, to fill in the open mic for him for that Sunday night, for, for Sunday Night Live. And guess who he asked? That's right. He asked me to, to step in and host that open mic for him. And I'm really, I'm excited to do that too. I'm really happy. I started that open mic and then the pandemic hit. And then <laughs> here's a, after a few weeks, we started the open mic, the pandemic hit. And, and, and then I couldn't do it there for a while. And I'm excited that whatever he needs night off, he asked me to do it. So I will see you that Sunday night, hopefully. And I will probably make an episode out of it tonight. My guest, I'm really excited to talk to. I'm very, I don't know. I'm always excited to talk to my guests, but man, I really like this album. It's really great. It's called Chasing Daylight. And we're going to, we, we've already had shared some really cool stories. And he, I'm going to make him repeat these stories because it was really good stuff. That's a second here. Let me bring him right on. Hey, Tiger, come. <laughs> Tell us who you are and where you're from. Hey, how's it going, guys? Steve Ramon here. I'm hanging out in uh, lovely uh, Riverside, Illinois. Oh. Hey, Tiger's excited to uh, be on the show, apparently. <laughs> Sorry about that. Come here, Tiger Bear. It's okay. Sorry, Sorry about that. Judy. Sorry about that, brother. My bad. As soon as we got to the thing, everybody started screaming, screaming right now. Can we hold on for one second? Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. Hold on. <laughs> My bad, brother. I, I'm sorry. I'm my bad. <laughs> it's okay. Well, it's okay. Sorry, I, I, yeah, I know I'm how to edit. Here, uh, Riverside, <laughs> Illinois. It's a little, uh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody's here now. So, anyway, um, I'm sorry, brother. We're here in uh, lovely okay. downtown Riverside, Illinois. We're just outside of the, uh, we're just outside of like the um, downtown area, just to the, just to the west a little bit. Beautiful little area. Olmstead, uh, was designed by uh, by Frederick Law Olmsted. Cool spot. Well, last year I had a show in Milwaukee, and I just got to tell you how much I love Chicago traffic on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. Let me apologize for that. Yeah, you know, uh, 
not too long ago, there was a there was a, a billboard in Milwaukee, and it said, uh, it was, "I forgot who it was for." It was for Rapid Transit or something. It said, "Faster than a car with Illinois plates." But uh, <laughs> yeah, traffic is not good, my friend. It's you, you got to. <laughs> Well, we we made a side trip to see the Home Alone house. And that was that, <laughs> and I made a Facebook post later that evening. So I said I just bought this house, and like three people got the joke. <laughs> I was getting messages from people like, "Did you really buy that house?" I was like, "Yeah, I bought it. I lied." <laughs> the Home Alone house. The um, the new one that everybody tries to go to now is uh, uh, there's a show on HBO. I forgot what it's called. Uh, but that's that's filmed here in Chicago as well, and everybody tries to head out to that one. They don't realize that it's in a very very bad neighborhood until they get there. <laughs> well, let's talk about chasing daylight. I mean, sure. Yeah, tell me tell me this tell me some of the stories because we are going to get to the part where uh, when I was finding looking for videos and stuff for for you, and I found you at Louisville playing at Louisville Billiards Club. Which was, I played there. Well, I did. It, they shut down earlier last, late last year. The billiards club had to shut down. Landlord raised the rent too high, and uh, those landlords are assholes, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear about that. It was a wonderful club. I remember yeah. the. Um, I remember the the sound man there was wonderful. I, I still have his, his name in my phone. I know I can search it by just by searching searching uh, searching that that venue. And there's a lot of good video of uh, of the night we played up there. And oh yeah, I, I was there. I, we were we were opening for the London Choir Boys on their on their first American tour in a long time. And I was fortunate enough to have Enough's Enough as my backup band for that whole entire tour. Chips Enough. I, I've been friends with Chips since uh, since I was a little kid, and um, grew up in the same town. Uh, our sisters were were best buddies and everything growing up. Families knew each other and stuff. And so. Um, he, you know, he was a bit older than me, so I always looked up to him musically and stuff. And he was out playing long, you know, he was out on the scene long before I ever was. But, um, you know, he, along with him uh, and Donnie B, uh, you know, we all grew up in that same area. So I ended up being, I ended up being part of that crowd. Ended up, you know, learning from them, writing songs, and just, uh, and then ended up touring with them quite a bit, and uh, you know, playing guitar for them when Tony Fennell was out came really close to actually jumping in for for a while, you know for good but um that particular tour showed us how we had to make decisions about whether or not we wanted to do you know the steve ramon band or enough's enough couldn't do both of them if enough's enough was my band or if chips enough was my bass player so um that kind of settled that whole deal there so anyway when you saw us we we were just right in the middle of that we were about a quarter of the way through that tour and we were just really getting getting the ball rolling live but i mean by the end of that tour we were just absolutely on fire it was on autopilot and man we could turn it on and off whenever we wanted to man it was very shocking i was like what is that that i kind of slept on enough enough in the 80s i got i, I thought I, I admit but i mean I, I listen to them now and i started listening to them like in the late 90s and stuff but they got some great stuff but i can say the london choir boys I, I did a lot of underage drinking listening to the London Choir Boys. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. You know, um, there was two shows on that tour where they couldn't, uh, where they didn't have a bass player. And I ended up playing bass for them on, on those two oh, nights. Wow. Yeah, we played, 
I think it was after the billiards club, actually, because that was Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yeah, Louisville yeah, Billiards Club. Okay, so our next show was in Denver. Um, and and so between on that trip, I grabbed uh, I grabbed the bass and uh, and on that trip over to Denver, I learned their entire set. And then I played bass for them uh, in Denver and Utah the next the next two nights. It was uh, it was crazy, but man, I there's a video of that out there as well. That was a great time. I just got to hang out and play bass all night and sing harmonies. Oh my god, what a great time! All right, and then those crazy cat the um, <laughs> Midnight Devils were on that tour as well, and those guys. I don't know if you've talked to them yet or met them yeah. or heard them. They're I'm insane. writing it down. <laughs> the Midnight Devils. Yeah, go check them out. I think they're they're going to be huge, and they man, do they bring the party? They are just absolutely incredible. They're on pavement as well, and um, you know, along with Plush and yeah, and uh, and your oh. and your uh, favorite new band that you've been talking about, <laughs> Bullet Foot Bullet to the Heart. <laughs> Bullet to the heart, absolutely, man. Pavement Pavement knows what they're doing, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a What's his name? Tim King and from Soil. I think he. And, I think he's part of that. And and Mark Nawara, exactly yeah, I, uh, from Soil. I, both. I, of them. Yeah. So they're both. Uh, the, those are the guys that you know. You know, I, if you look and you have, you've heard the record, and it's like I'm not your typical pavement records. You know, kind of right. Artist, right. You know? That's, that's true. <laughs> they're, they're pretty heavy, but you know, we happen to meet. We uh, happen traveling in kind of the same circles, and then uh, you know. Wonderful guy Chuck Bernal from Artists Worldwide out in California, the guy that uh, the guy that's been booking uh, enough enough for a while, kind of had the idea and put us all together. And and you know the cool thing about them is that they said you know what it's not our thing, but we think we have a plan. But most importantly, we love these songs. And that and that to me was all I really needed to hear because you know what the I've, I've had a lot of people go we love the songs, but we're not sure it's blah 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 whatever. And you know these guys are sitting there going, it's not what we do, but we love the songs and we want to do something. And I'm like, you know what? Absolutely, let's let's go at this. Well, pavement's a big step. It is, you know. I've had several pavement bands on. I've had the Dust Spiders on. I've had a. That's why I was just checking. Who all did I have? On? One of them did say so, Key Flight Captains. One of them did say something about Midnight Devils. I think it was Dust Spiders. <laughs> Another Chicago band. I don't know if you know them or not. Yeah, but you, well, yeah. Everybody, you know, once you see the Devils, you know, you don't forget about it. <laughs> well, when did Chasing Daylight come out? Uh, let's see. It's pretty it, new. It'll be, it'll be a week old tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, as um, I was say, it's, it's pretty damn new. <laughs> it's, it's pretty damn spanking new, and uh, we're really excited about it. the response for it. Has been, um, you know, you know, we went into it thinking, you know, people are gonna like the record, but man, the response has been really wonderful. People going, um, you know, I didn't think people actually like wrote and and you know recorded and put out albums like this or songs like this anymore. You know, it's like. Um, I can't deny some people have said that, you know, tongue in cheek a little bit, but, uh, but the vast majority of people have been like, no, this is, this is old school writing and rock and roll and stuff like that, you know, and that, that makes us truly happy. And, and we can take these songs anywhere, you know, we can, we're on yeah. tour with uh, Glenn Hughes and Ingve. you know, we can go, we, uh, we, we came close to doing uh, dates with uh, Morgan Wallen last, uh, last year and stuff. You know? Oh, wow. Choir boys are, 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 are basically, a, you know, a straight up rock band, you know, so we can travel with anybody. The songs just get over wherever we play them. I love Jump On It. I love that song. The video already is 
three weeks old, has 24,000 views. Woo! Right. Did you know that? I think now. I heard it was getting up there, but 24,000? 24,000. I just double-checked before I brought it up because I did write it down. I was like, let me make sure there wasn't a decimal point in between the two and the four before I opened my mouth. But no, 24,000 views. That's a big difference, 2.4 and 24,000 views. (laughs) You think that, you know, people have have checked it out, you know, that many times and gotten into it um, or watched it more than once. You know, that's that's, – uh, that's that's just awesome, and the song is is one of the um, it's it's we call it the, uh, the 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 shiny penny because no matter what we can't get rid of it you know it's always it's it's been in our set for a long time always gets over and it's consistent and you know when I when I did the record and handed it in I I gave it to uh, to Tim and uh, and Mark and said what do you think. And they're the ones that decided on jump on it. I didn't have any, you know, I had a say in it, but I didn't, I didn't give them any, you know, opinions on it beforehand. And and everybody came back and said, yeah, this is the one. It's like, okay, you know, who am I to, who am I to go against it? And I think they were right because after putting out a full length video and promoting the song and everything, everybody, everybody has a, everybody has a absolute one hundred percent idea of what I'm all about on the pop side. There's other things that we do. You've heard the record and stuff like that, but you know what you're going to kind of get from that song, you know? That's a great song. So was, well, tell me about our love. You got a cool story about our love. Well, you know, the, the general theme with most of my songs is they're, they're generally about girls that wouldn't go out with me in high school. I talk about that every (laughs) night, you know, just about either either wouldn't or did and, and, and lived to regret it (laughs) or whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, our love was a was a wonderful song that that it was one of those I call I call them um, <laughs> I call it a throw up song because you, you you it's like you're sitting there noodling around with a guitar I could be just sitting there with a with a guitar right and just just, just screwing around and and then I can go oh wow what's that what do I need also. Oh, there we go. So I got that, right? I'm sitting there with that, watching TV, tell the dogs to shut up and quit barking or whatever. And the next thing you know, within the next five minutes, I had a fully realized, fully completely written with lyrics and everything song to the point where I'm just sitting there, you know, just writing them down. Yep, 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 writing them down, writing them down. Ten minutes later, I'm calling Chip going, dude. I got a good one, you know. So uh, <laughs> that was a song, and it was written about a girl that um, that we were just, you know, we were having an absolute awful time together. And I think we were on a we were on a weekend trip or something, whatever. And uh, and I remember telling her, "Okay, let's just get through this. You know, this thing, this will be over soon. You know, whatever, we'll be home. You know, on Monday, blah blah blah." And we did end up breaking up, but you know, uh, a couple weeks later, I ended up just sitting there. And that song came out, and I was like, "Damn!" And uh, still talk to her every once in a while too. She's actually uh, she's a friend of a friend, and uh, and and I tell her all the time, you know, thanks for the song. Yeah. She was, she's always <laughs> like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, yeah, you know, I always say whenever I do one of my songs, it's like, this song's about a girl. I'm I'm the first person to ever write a song about a girl. <laughs> so I always say stuff like that. 
Have you noticed that um, that having a little bit of levity, like when you're on stage, you know, it's like you can be serious if you want, man. But just being able to have a, something a little, you know, just to talk on two levels, a little something, a little, a little, not jokes, because we, you know, we're musicians, we don't do jokes, but you know, it's a little levity though, kind of eases everything and gets people in the mood to listen to music. I think just think it gets people happy and more receptive, you know. But I definitely do that bit about, you know, hi, I'm Steve Ramon. I write three-minute pop songs about girls that wouldn't go out with me in high school. You know, you're t- chances are you're going to hear something <laughs> stupid like that every single time I play. I wrote a song about a girl's butt. <laughs> What's it called? The song's called Darren. Darren? <laughs> Is that, that, yeah, that was her D-A-R-Y-N-E. <laughs> her name was Darren. And uh, she could tell me, this was... 90s 30 years ago you know she's like rob you should write a song about me and i write wound up writing a song about her butt <laughs> which she wasn't happy about and i don't play it anymore <laughs> it's like it's the- change the name to derriere <laughs> yeah close yeah. <laughs> i do derriere. use derriere i do use that word in one song like for my very first ep <laughs> there's one song i i said derriere in it. <laughs> did you have to google it to learn how to spell it no, no. Uh, uh, I was just wondering. A- I was just thinking to myself, hmm, Derriere, how do you spell that? D-E-R-I-R-I. Amy, okay. Amy, somebody, somebody, she's, Amy, Amy is on everything I, I put out just somewhere. She either still sing background vocals or something, but she wrote it. Oh, okay, there you go. She, she, it was her idea. You should, she said, you should say Derriere. Everything, every bit of Amy's advice in my, in my music, whatever. When I do release music, like every bit of advice Amy's ever given me has been priceless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's certain words that, you know, from a songwriting standpoint, do well. Um, water. Anytime you, anytime, you know, you can invoke either the sound of water or you can use the word water in the thing or you can use the word rain. Um, flood is another good one. But anytime you can invoke things like water or sun, um, here comes the sun, um, the elements, fire. Um, there's certain words that just lend themselves to not only songwriting, but to thematic uh, lyricism that allow you to, you know, take those elements and create moods and then wrap ideas around them so that you can write on different levels. You can write something very simple. You can write Yellow Submarine if you want. And it's, we all live in a Yellow Submarine, you know, and, the, and my kid loves Yellow Submarine. Absolutely. It's like, oh my God, Yellow Submarine. You know, but when we listen to Yellow Submarine, it's a wonderful song, but we hear something different when we hear the lyrics to Yellow Submarine than my son hears when he, you know, listens to Yellow Submarine. So doing those things and creating those moods with words are wonderful. You know, Um, it's it's the same thing with comedy again. You know, there's funny words. Um, You know, you can say bird all you you want, but but when you say chicken, it's it's a funny word. (laughs) Chicken's funny. You know, so it's got the K um, sound. The K yeah, is the funniest sound. <laughs> is that true? There you go. The K sound. The C is silent, but it still matters. You know. So yeah, um, I, I, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right on point there, man. <laughs> um, time to go is my other favorite song. Joel Hookstrip played uh, from White Snake. Played guitar on that song. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was Joel and Chip in the studio on that one. And who played drums on that? I think it was Bo Palisar played drums on that one. But um, we had had that song done, like done, done, like it was done. And we went to mix it and we weren't quite happy with the way 
you know, from a guitar standpoint, we weren't really getting the, to the kind of tones we wanted out of it. They were too brash and they were too rough and they weren't polished enough. And uh, Chip called up uh, Joel and said, hey, man, you know, um, you know, take a stab at it. We sent it over to him. Two days later, he sent back all those tracks. Well, I mean, what you hear on the record is is what he sent back, just fully realized, pop it into the mix. And it just sat there, in there so perfectly. And it was just it was amazing, man. It was a lot of fun. He nailed the key change at the end perfectly. His solo at the end is just uh, is just ridiculous. The one in the middle is is as sweet as can be. So yeah, we were super happy with that one, and it's a blast to play live. We absolutely go nuts on that one. And let's see, down falls the rain. Down falls there we go, the elements. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing again. Down falls the rain was a song about um about a, a particularly nasty breakup and and i loved and you know i actually had it written in kind of a different the um the, the, the arrangement was different the execution of the sounds and the tempo and everything was very different and i was trying to kind of squeeze it into a different format that it didn't really belong to but then when i started thinking about it as uh as kind of a countryish crying your beer kind of song then it was like man it all made sense um, you know, we tried to throw in a couple different, um, you know, melodic things in there so that it didn't come off as like straight country country, you know, but, but we still wanted it to be in there. And then when we had that, when we ended up with that fabulous, uh, slide solo in the middle, you know, we kind of, we kind of like, so, you know, just went and bought the fire and said, all right, we're going pretty country here. <laughs> so, but, but it's heavy and it's a lot of fun and it kind of shows you that, um, even if we're even if we're writing in different formats and different genres and stuff like that, you're still going to get the kind of same, you know, kind of the same thing. A, a straight up hooky pop song is going to last three, three and a half minutes and, uh, and, you know, kind of, kind of catch you with some, with some, you know, uh, with some clever play on words and, and some cool harmonies and some fabulous musicianship. Those guys really killed it on that one. Listen to Chip's bass line on that one. It's, it's one for the ages. It's absolutely remarkable. Well, go down your uh, a a guest list on your album of of these a list musicians you have working on this album that worked on this album with you. Go, uh, go down this list for everybody before we wrap it up. Wow, we had chips and well, we had chips enough. You know, um, Donnie V uh, sang a lot of harmonies on the record. Ricky Parent, God rest his soul. Um, we had one track uh, from some studio stuff that we did ages ago, ages ago. And uh, and we were able to take that and incorporate it into what we were doing. Um, Joel Hookstra, you know, uh, he does White Snake, and he does um, oh the uh, what's the the um, uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh um, wow! Yeah, my dad loves that of all things. Oh, but my dad will go see Trans Siberian Orchestra anytime yeah. it's they go to indianapolis <laughs> yeah right yeah it's absolutely wonderful yeah he's he's just an amazingly talented musician grew up in orland park like you know we 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 grew up within you know 10 miles of each other as kids and stuff like that so i, re I remember seeing him at parties and stuff in in high school um same with chip and donnie um and uh and then we had dax nielsen from cheap trick who played drums on uh on Chasing Daylight, he played drums on the Elvis cover of Suspicious Minds. That was great having him in. Um, Andre Bautista, who is a first call uh, monstrous drummer here in, uh, in in the Chicagoland area, he's actually um, 
the guy that he owns, he, he does, you know, high-end percussion and stuff like that. So when Neil Perrett wouldn't need to have his timbales tuned or something or whatever, or his gongs, whatever, he would send them to him and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it, it, and it's like those guys, you know, all, all around, we, we, we were just able to get a lot of really cool cats. You know, what's really funny is that um, uh, uh, Todd Zuckerman from Styx um, mm -hmm. was actually supposed to play on a, on a song, but we had so many, we had so many, you know, good spots filled and everything like that. We couldn't work them in. So, so he's on hold to the next record. As um, they say, there's always a next record, man. <laughs> there's always a next record. And the same thing happened with, um, with Vinny from Sponge, you know, um, we were going to have him sing on Suspicious Minds because he's a big Elvis fan and he agreed to do it. Um, but then we had Dan McGinnis from, uh, from, uh, CCR, Credence Clearwater Revisited, you know, he came in and he ended up doing the, uh, the harmonies on Suspicious Minds and he did the harmonies on, uh, Somehow, somewhere, some way as well. And so we had all these killer cats coming in and, and playing and singing with us. Me and Chip would just look at each other and just you know, kind of kind of grin and be like, do it again. You know, <laughs> but it was a great time, man. It was wonderful. But when do you embark on your tour with Glenn Hughes and Ingve Momstein? Ingve Momstein, you know? <laughs> Crazy, right? He makes his guys, uh, he's uh, he's referred to as Maestro on the road. Um, <laughs> let's see. We, uh, our first show with them is August 27th in Indianapolis. No, Hobart, oh. Indiana. Hobart, Indiana. There you go. Yeah. And so we will be there. And then we're off to California from there. And we have a bunch of House of Blues shows all over there. We will be in Denver. We will be in Detroit. Um, yeah, we'll be all over the place, man. And you just got to go to steveramone.com or any any of the sites, whichever um, social media thingy you're into, you got to do a search Steve Ramone, Steve Ramone Music, and you'll find me there. And you'll be able to just download the record right there or buy a hard copy if you want. You can always send it to me or you can, you know, shoot me a message. I'll gladly send you a hard copy signed if you want it, whatever. I mean, I, um, I just want people to listen to the music, to be honest with you. I just want people to get some good listens in there. And, you know, if, if, if it suits you, then by all means, a download would be wonderful. Do you have a vinyl by chance? I know it's really expensive and it takes forever to get. But. It's in the works. It, it's in the works. Um, uh, but it's going to be a limited uh, edition kind of deal right. that, that we're doing on our own. And, yes, when we play live, we will have those with us for merch. Um, you can hit me up and, you know, as soon as they're available, I'll gladly, you know, gladly sign one. For you but man you aren't joking about those things being expensive i did just recently just found um a huge manufacturing plant in singapore it's either singapore mm -hmm. or taiwan i forgot <laughs> but but they're doing it and and supposedly they have a really good process for doing it even so you know they're coming in at around you know over 50 dollars. you know they're they're just yeah. downright expensive to do yeah oh yeah and then you gotta ship them on a ship probably you know yeah. you can come pick it up <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, and the turnaround time is usually oh, it's, you know it's what about cassettes are they back in yeah it, just, cassettes are on the rise man speed freak sent me one of theirs and it's great i still have my cassette I, I told i'm an 80s 90s guy that i was a cassette guy <laughs> you know i had oh, london God. choir boys first cassette <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have all kinds of cassettes. I have all my old cassettes. I don't have any of my CDs. I didn't keep those because those were just 
they're easy to replace if you really want yeah. to. But the the cassettes, I kept all of those. I have a stash of eight tracks as well. And I thought <laughs> you were referring to eight tracks because I always thought eight tracks sounded amazing. I always thought they sounded really, really good, you know. Um, cassettes, uh, okay, that's a decent, you know, analog alternative to, to you know, pulling out the record player and, and, and stuff like that. So that would kind of make sense. I, and, and I haven't heard a cassette in so long. I couldn't tell you from a fidelity standpoint where it ranks among everything else that's out there right now. So it's an interesting thing. I'm going to have to go find, uh, I have to go dig out some old stuff in the studio here. But anything you want to add before we wrap it up, start running out of time here. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I know I talked. It's okay. Yeah, I, I no, I, I want my here. guest to talk. Where are you? Where are you? Where, where are you uh, in, is this originating from? I'm in Louisville. Oh, you're in Louisville. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, well, I want. I'm, I'm on the Indiana side, but I'm 13 minutes from downtown Louisville. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, first know. of all, I want in on a ruckus night. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> absolutely want in on a ruckus night. And I'll gladly share the night with one of you with one with your band or whatever whatever band you want me to play with. That. But that sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like something we could do because yeah, we're not we're not that far, you know. Um no, not really. <laughs> no, the other thing I would say is support local musicians, you know, get out there and and by all means, please, you know, I, I know you gotta sit through some stuff that you might want not want to hear, and I know you know not everything is for everybody. But when you do find somebody, you know, that's that's really talented and up on, and you know, an up and comer or whatever, you know, it, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference in what they end up uh, being able to do. And and from a musical standpoint, I promise you, you get something out of it that you wouldn't get if you're just listening to the stuff on on um, online all the time. So that's my message. You know, end of sermon. But go go see some live music. Yeah. There will be links to Steve Ramone's music in the description. Be sure to subscribe or follow or whatever you do on, on Spotify or whatever platform you're checking this out on. And I, thank you so much for being my guest. I am your host, Rob Lyon, signing off. <laughs>